Welcome back for another episode of MedTech on Air. I'm your host, Caroline Moulin, and we're receiving for the first time Tania Valentin, member of the executive committee here at MedTech Europe. So a big welcome, Tania, today. Good afternoon. Happy to be with you. And Tanya, you've been um, you've been leading the work on diabetes in MedTech Europe for quite some years now, and, and you've been also at MedTech Europe for for 14 years. So I'm really glad that you're joining us today to to dive into this incredibly interesting topic that is diabetes. So looking forward to discussing this with you today and to dwell on your experience on the issue. But before we go any deeper, if you could give us a snapshot of the diabetes situation in Europe today, what would it be? Yeah, thank you, Caroline. And I'm absolutely happy to talk about diabetes. I had the chance to work on diabetes in MedTech Europe since seven years now. And it has been um, very interesting and, and great work, which has been done with the group and our stakeholders. So as a matter of fact, the diabetes is, um, is often called a silent pandemic. It's one of the major health challenges of our times. And 61 million people today in Europe are already have, living with diabetes. That's, if you think about it, this population of Italy. So, and the numbers are rising. So it's not that this is a stable number. Um, diabetes is a lifelong and chronic condition. And actually, if not well managed, it has serious health conditions, which really go into heart disease, blindness, even amputation uh, of extremities, legs normally, and, and kidney failure. And these are big consequences for the per, uh, person living with diabetes and also for the health system and societies, because people with diabetes, when they have developed these serious conditions, they have a hard time to be an active member of society and also of uh, doing their jobs and, and being an active working member of society. For an individual living with diabetes, I'm here, I'm not having diabetes, but, uh, and it's hard to explain, but what the people say, it's a 24-7 job. And it's, it's very, very hard. It's a hard job, which takes a toll on mental on the on the mental health of a person because uh, each person has to do hundreds of decisions each day literally all about managing their blood sugar levels and keeping them in check and for that they need to make sure that they don't have high or very low levels of blood sugar uh, whilst taking into account everything they do all over the day when they sleep when they walk when they eat Everything has to, has to be cal calculated, and that's a very, very difficult job. It's a good reminder to have the situation of what it is actually to manage uh, diabetes on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, I also wanted to ask you about the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on people suffering from diabetes. Yeah, I think um, the COVID pandemic has further accelerated the health challenge for people living with diabetes. And the main reason is because they were kind of disconnected from their normal day-to-day -day care, um, be it e-prescriptions e or access to nursing and, and all that. So, and also the mental toll that corona uh, put on people had an effect on the, on the managing of the glucose level, the stress levels of the people. So uh, studies have shown that people with diabetes were more than twice as likely to become hospitalized uh, than without 
COVID. So, and that's serious, serious condition that also affects you uh, uh, in the future. And um, talking more about the work that has been provided by the medtech industry on this topic, can you tell us a bit more of what's been happening in the past few years? Yeah, so um, we have a dedicated diabetes group at MedTech Europe. It brings together nine medical technology companies dealing with diabetes solutions. And maybe it's worth um, explaining a little bit what solutions they provide. Um, actually, you can categorize them into um, blood glucose monitoring. So everything that measures in one way or the other the level of blood, blood glucose in your blood, uh, of glucose in your blood. And then the other one is the delivery systems of insulin, because insulin is um, the medicine that needs to. That's the medicine to regulate your blood sugar levels uh, in the right range. So, and, and these delivery systems, um, there you can think of insulin pens, which maybe you have heard of, or pumps, um, which are attached to the body. And you also have nowadays uh, all sorts of hybrids. These solutions try to, to merge and blend each other. So you have continuous glucose, blood glucose monitoring solutions and they already link to the pumps and the ultimate goal actually is that the innovation goes in a way that all these different technologies together can mimic your pancreas because that's the organ in the body which fails to function well and causes diabetes in the first place. So we were talking about uh, the objectives of the group. Um, so in general the, the, the companies around the table are committing of advancing diabetes treatment and care for the benefit of people living with the condition, as well as for their care teams, be it doctors, nurses, um, ultimately also having benefits for the health systems to come from acute care more to early uh, and preventive care. And our group has two main goals that guides the work. One is uh, advancing the greater use of digitally enabled care and I, I think we have a lot of opportunity to un, unpack that a little bit. It's a very interesting development. And the second one is linked to, to this. Uh, it's promoting also changes in the healthcare system that would allow for making diabetes care more digital, more personalized, more integrated and driven by value for the people. We are also taking more focus on type 2 diabetes. Uh, type 2 diabetes accounts for 9 out of 10 diabetes cases. So it's the vast majority of people living with diabetes. And this type of diabetes is rather lifestyle related to a large extent, and it develops over time. And in contrast to type 1 diabetes, which is an autoimmune condition uh, in itself, type, type 2 diabetes presents other challenges. Um, they also need good prevention and good screening and access to treatment. Um, but the, the community of type 2 diabetes patients are very different. They are in different stages, maybe undiagnosed, often undiagnosed actually, um, or they develop the disease or the, the, the worsening of the condition at different speed over time, depending on their lifestyle. It's a very diverse com um, community of patients. Um, and also they, they come into different points into the healthcare system. Often they see their GP, uh, not, not necessarily a specialist in the first place. 
Uh, often they come with other conditions already, some overweight as an example, or heart conditions already. Um, so they need a different um, approach or access to good treatment. And that is where people living with diabetes and also the doctors say maybe that has not been enough of a focus in the past. And that is also why not only we as a medtech industry, but also all stakeholders I see have more and more focus on this type of diabetes. And talking about stakeholders, um, do you also work closely with the diabetes community? Absolutely. The companies themselves do it because the technology solutions are so close to the patients, probably one of the closest in every condition. Um, so the patients need to manage the solutions themselves on their body or with their body. Most of the time, not having a doctor in between. Um, and as a group, we also work with the diabetes community um, to advance key priorities. And there's huge alignment on what the problems are and what the areas of solutions could be. So we are members since um, a good year now in the, diabetes, the European Diabetes Forum that has been created uh, a while ago. And we drive forward meaningful change for people with diabetes, hopefully, Uh, through this platform as well. And to build on what you just said, what are the main challenges for, for our listeners as well to understand in, in addressing the growing diabetes crisis? Hmm. There, there, there are a range of challenges because this condition is so complex. But a few ones that come to my mind. Overall, in my view, there might not be a sufficient sense of the urgency of this silent pandemic. People might think, ah, the, this disease comes slowly, uh, maybe people just need to eat differently, and then it's managed. But the amount and significance of the existing uh, proportion of people living with it and those which are projected for the years to come is immense. And this is also related um, to, the, to the fact that there's a lot of stigmatism, especially in type 2 diabetes, which also... Hmm. Sometimes uh, the stakeholders working on diabetes think that is why my, there might not be so much political attention on this chronic condition. Another challenge um, is in the access to treatment options. Um, it's not the case, and maybe that's not only for diabetes, but also for other conditions, that everybody has the solutions available to them which exist. Um, there's a lot of disparity across um, countries, even across regions, but also across type 1, type 2, uh, and also the knowledge of um, the patients themselves and the healthcare professionals knowing about what the best solutions are. And a third significant challenge, if I may say so, is that the current health systems are also maybe not super up-to-date of integrating especially the digital enabled care which has been advanced a lot in the diabetes space so there's not so many established systems that can evaluate digital solutions and then provide incentives and financing models just addressing them to allow access for the people you said earlier we would unpack on this digital solution Can you explain us why it is such a high priority in diabetes today? Yeah, I would say probably also um, a couple of reasons. 
first of all, um, maybe I start with what, what is very interesting. If you talk about what's digital enabled care, um, every you ask five people and they give you five different answers. So uh, the, the first step which we explored in our um, group was to listen to people when you mean digital enabled care and diabetes, what you mean. Uh, and it came out that uh, doctors mean something else than patients and that we as medtech talk about it. So what we have done, and I like this work because a lot of people can relate to it, to cluster uh, just on an infograph um, the different elements of digital enabled care. And that includes e-prescriptions, which was in times of COVID very important for the patients to have, um, remote uh, consultations, of course, which were uh, interesting for the doctors to be able to deliver. Um, and they could do that in COVID times. Now the question is, will that continue in normal treatment or not? Big question mark. Um, and then the whole space of digital enabled tools, which is the pumps and pens and monitors, which have a lot of data, uh, which have apps to provide them on a platform to the patient. Uh, it includes AI algorithms to do something with the data to be useful, like trending, uh, showing trends. Uh, up, downward, glucose trends for the patient. All that is a whole ecosystem. And it's uh, probably not an easy, easy task uh, to see, okay, what is of value for what in order to find financing systems for the system to get around them. Thank you for highlighting the entire ecosystem around around diabetes. Can you can we explore now really what, what it means, practically speaking? Yeah, so I think how to um, best explain this is that managing diabetes is so data intensive. So having at every moment data on the blood glucose level, but also the factors impacting this level are so important and they all come in into devices and tools uh, to be measured. So like food, physical exercise, stress levels, um yeah exercise and and all that so and the digital environment around there uh, takes these data and tracks them and um, processes them into also suggestions for action for example in, if you do a lot of physical exercise the level sinks under a certain threshold alarms go off and then the pe person knows ah, i have to do an action um, so that's all data-driven um, and connected then into this ecosystem and allows the, the, the person to self-manage the disease as much as possible. So I think that the data is used uh, with the technical solutions to allow a maximum of self-management for the person. And that makes this data management, if you want to call it, uh, or we call it, digital enabled care so so important and thank you for highlighting this importance uh, the, i think there's a lot in the field of digitally enabled care as as we mentioned and it, it looks like it's offering plenty of premises for the for the future but i think my question is why have these not been taken already what are the challenges in going into that direction in terms of diabetes so first of all, what was interesting to stress that this is not only the, the view of our group, but really a shared view that digital 
is so powerful in diabetes is where two years ago we started a vision paper on digital care and diabetes and the whole exercise was um, run together with a, a really diabetes expert a KOL in the field it was a listening exercise to talk to all stakeholders in the diabetes field professionals patients and industry to see uh, what they what they think is in digital for diabetes care. And they all agreed that this must be the future because it can empower the patient and bring all the benefits for the person and his medical condition, but also for the healthcare system uh, to manage diabetes, avoiding uh, um, worsening of conditions, multiple comorbidities and the costs uh, coming with it. Um, so that was really a very interesting view and the people were very happy to see that everybody is aligned that we need to push in this direction and then COVID came and it showed again um, that this is so much needed uh, because without digital solutions the patients are a bit disrupted let, left alone um, and they still needed to even more manage their condition on their own so that was a broad agreement and the challenges why um, this is not yet there everywhere uh, and for everybody uh, is also has a couple of reasons. So first of all, um, the government financing and incentive models, which I mentioned earlier, are not yet everywhere fit for purpose to embrace the digital advancement or the digital upgrade and progress uh, which we have seen in the last years um, there's a, another interesting study which we did in parallel to the vision paper which was a study with the economist intelligence unit so we sketched um, we mapped or the economists mapped 10 countries in europe to look at their digital readiness in diabetes and they found out uh, when they we look at systems across europe from a system side, that, that uh, was the exercise to look at how ready the systems in Europe are for digital care. And all of the systems we, uh, the economists looked at had e-systems in place. So there were policies for e-health, there was money available, there was a lot of um, policies and action and money for electronic health records to get that established. So that was the first layer and we see that this is the focus of the major discussion also in Europe, where, let's say, we look most. Then the second level was, does that all apply to diabetes? So is there um, in the diabetes plan, so each country normally has a diabetes action plan, is digital in, uh, incorporated there? There, um, you had a different picture. It was not everybody there. Is there clinical training um, and, and also patient training on all digital tools, sophisticated, on all digital tools in a way that um, they are aware of the latest solutions and overcome any hesitancy to use them. There also you had a different picture. And then let's say the last bucket they looked at is, are there financing systems in place? And that was, was uh, very scattered and let's say at a very low level since then and that study was two years ago uh, we have seen that 
countries move on and try to embrace digital enabled care in the financing and access models. So you see countries, especially uh, in Belgium, in France and in Germany, they have tried in the last 12 months to set up new laws which really look at digital care and access to it. That's kind of promise, promising. It's a trial and error, I guess. Um, and I think that's the way forward. And that has to be get to, to become... So uh, these three countries um, are mentioned a lot as the front runners in these areas and they start looking at apps as the first tool. And, and we know there's much more than apps in the digital space, but they have found laws or, or pilots uh, turning them into laws to address digital enabled care in the financing models. So we hope um, that this will be done in such a nice way that it will really will uh, enable better access to digital enabled care. It's good that you highlight these challenges such as political will or, or, or the like obstacle in the financing system. But what are the solutions that your group or that the medtech industry is working on today? I think uh, as first point, there seems to be a greater political focus on the challenge of diabetes. That is what I think can be recognized. For example, at European level, the European Commission has started a new NCD, a non-communicable disease initiative, end of last year. Um, and they have had five focus areas, one of them being diabetes. That's a step in the right direction and we support this initiative. And there we also recognize that, for example, we need to look beyond primary prevention, where we take note, okay, prevention is the best option, primary prevention, because that's often uh, um, the solution in, in lifestyle, so-called lifestyle conditions, that they say, okay, focus on primary care, and then we address diabetes. We believe uh, we cannot stop there. We have to think of the millions of people who already live with diabetes and those who still will become uh, getting these uh, this chronic conditions. So we also need to think about, um, call it secondary prevention, that a management of the condition and a prevention of a digression of the condition uh, is also in the focus. And their digital solutions can play a big role. Then um, you ask for what other solutions could be in place on the health system side. We also probably need to have a good model of up-to-date assessments and reimbursement models. Um, at the moment, it was maybe more technology or tool focused. How do we embed digital solutions in the, in the assessment models? Um, we also probably need incentives that encourage doctors and nurses to incorporate digital solutions as part of their care. Enough time for training, uh, continuous training, because digital, the space is also moving very fast. So being up to date um, needs continuous effort and time and financial, financial means to do that. And also clinical guidelines should be encouraged to incorporate digital tools and do that on a, on a quite regular manner. From an industry perspective, um, manufacturers 
should probably continue to invest in innovation with involving the person living with diabetes. What do they need? Listening a lot, um, figuring out what kind of um, self-management tools would actually help. That's what we hear the most from the from the patient community, what they want. They want to co-create and co-design the solutions, test them at early stage in order to make them really relevant uh, and helpful for them. But I would say addressing diabetes is a society-wide challenge um, and our group thinks then um, that we only can address that together, everybody to play its part having uh, the right political support with political will. And then um, there's a good chance that there's a lot of room for improvement of supporting people living with diabetes with better treatment and care. Thank you for the global message you're, you're delivering here. And, and I guess also for all the work you've been doing over the past few years uh, in as part of the diabetes group. Um, and I think, unfortunately, we're coming now to the end of this podcast. It's been great to have you, Tanya, to, to hear how passionate you are about the topic. And I hope listeners have, have felt this throughout the podcast. Uh, and I hope you enjoy your time with us. Thanks, Caroline. Thanks for the opportunity to talk about diabetes. And also, we've talked about a few papers and infographics. Uh, you can find them on the MedSec Europe website uh, to get more information about diabetes, but also more generally about medical technology. As usual, if you have any comments, you can send us an email or you can also leave a comment on SoundCloud. Thank you, everyone, and see you next time. <laughs>